Stuart, you were back again, mate. Um, we still haven't hit that magical 200 listener mark. And we've, um, it's fair to say we've copped a little bit of criticism from some of our listeners with uh, how long we've been between episodes. You've got no friends. You've got no friends. Uh, yes, that is very true. Um, but one particular friend of the club uh, has shared some nice words. So let's have a listen. Hello, I'm Peter Hitchener from Nine News with a special shout out for the Mount Waverley Cricket Club. What a group of legends. Good luck for the rest of the season and into the finals campaign. Oh, and one more thing, please stick with Hitch. Cheers. Yep, great to hear yep. from our, uh, our good friend and Lexus of Blackburn ambassador, actually, Peter Hitchener, um, who's a big fan of the club and uh, good contact with the Lexus team, who are obviously our platinum sponsor. And we had... Um, Sponsor week through our social channels, so we thought we'd kick off the podcast today, just recognising all our all our sponsors: uh, Lexus of Blackburn, Jealous Craig, Core Equipment, uh, Mulgrave Country Club, who sponsor our girls' team, and we've got Hicks Oakley Chessel Williams, which are a local law firm down at Ricketts Road in Mount Waverley. Uh, we've also got Benigo Bank, who have been a tremendous partner of the club over a number of years too. Trying to remember if I've got any car finder, Paul Evans and team are brilliant. That's a very Pearl Holmes. in terms of making your car purchasing easier. Pearl Holmes as well, which their homes are popping up all over the place. I've seen uh, they make some uh, aesthetically amazing uh, yep. homes. So yeah, there's a couple of very nice them. setups around the club. You can see them in the in the local uh, Glen Waverley and Mount Waverley area. And I think from Cromellon Recruitment, uh, another party of ours, which do... Um, they're a recruitment agency, so we yep, TNF cricket as well. As always, oh yes, TNF cricket. How could we forget TNF cricket? Michael Sheedy, hello. Um, we appreciate all their support, and as well, we can't um, forget Tim Boyce and Strategic Property Partners, who of course are the official uh, sponsor of the podcast. But um, I think we'll hit the magical two hundred mark this time, Hugh, because we've got a we've got a particularly uh, famous. Yeah, engaging guest. Big, big presence. He's got a, I don't know if he's got a large social media following, but he's, he's the first first-class cricketer that we've had on the podcast, isn't he? He, he is, yeah. It's, a, it's a, the biggest name guest we've had so far, and it's done a bit of, work, bit of work behind the scenes logistically to make this happen. So I'm hoping that this can tip us over the 200-person mark finally. Yeah, hoping he turns up on time after a few delays, trying to grab him for the last week or so. He's obviously very busy, but... um. Equally excited to be back talking about cricket instead of COVID. Um, we're back, we're playing, we're out there. What's the what's the early highlights in terms of the season so far on field for you? Um, I think everyone's just really grateful to be back playing. It's really fantastic to, to have gone from a, the, the solo pre-season training that we all did and we all worked very hard at to actually translating that now into, into some on-field performances. I think, Pete, uh, any highlights from yourself on field that you've noticed? Um, I know you've been a busy man, but you have managed to uh, keep up with the score. So anything that's caught your eye over the last couple of weeks? Um, yeah, I think big one, big one for me was actually the, the girls last weekend. We had... Um, I think it was an amazing day for the club. Our first ever junior girls cricket team played at our main ground on Mount Waverley Reserve and they got a win. So this is a program, I guess our girls program has been going for kind of four, four, maybe five years now and has developed into sort of its original essence was one team struggling for numbers, those sort of things, but just the push into um, girls and female cricket and sport more broadly is pretty exciting. So we, um, 
obviously the junior committee have played a massive part in that over the last few years, but especially especially um, Marianne and Tim McKay over a number of years, charted me as well. And then more recently, Bree Mills and Peter Roach, who's uh, Peter's son plays in the seniors, I think, but yep. daughter also plays in that junior girl side. So Tim's been supporting and been a big advocate for that program over a number of years. And now with Peter coming on board as well as an assistant coach too, with Tim, they've got some um, good support. We also had some special guests to wish the girls well at the club. So we had the federal member for Chisholm, Gladys Lude, state member for Mount Waverley, Matt Freegan, uh, newly elected Monash Council Mayor Brian Little and uh, fellow councillor Rebecca Patterson, who's been a big supporter of the club and the girls program uh, for a few years as well. We also had uh, Sharon Linus from Cricket Victoria, uh, Robert Davies, who's chairman at Benigo Bank, which we touched on earlier, as well as um, the president of the Waverley Blues Footy Club, Steve Putris. So there's obviously a host of names there that are supporting us um, in our endeavours at the club and also looking at um, our sort of future prospects around sort of, um, how does David describe it, uh, the master plan at the club and what that looks like from the facilities and grounds and those sort of things. So we're obviously um, very thankful for their support as well. But the girls got to win most importantly. I don't know if it's about all about winning, but winning is pretty good. Um, and Zoe Mackay, in particular, Tim's daughter, um, held the the first innings, the batting innings together. She's 10, playing in an under-16 side, and I think she top-scored with about 17, which is really good. She was pleased with that. And then secondly, highlight for me, it's always great to see our um, ex-juniors and seniors go on to bigger and better things. So Aaron Fernando made his first 11 debut in Premier Cricket for Dandenong over the weekend, um, which would be probably one of, I don't know, I guess 20 or maybe 30 ex-Mount Waverley juniors that are playing Premier Cricket. I don't know, do you have a... A rough guess. There seems to be uh, there's quite Sam a lot. Mills and yeah, Kyle Sam Mills and Cole Vickers are playing again for the Monash. Sorry, Richmond Tigers on the Richmond, weekend. Monash, um, yeah. R- Richmond. Um, yeah, there's a whole number of guys that have gone on to play Premier cricket and some very good, uh, good cricket at that level as well. So it's great to see guys from Mount Waverley uh, kicking on with their careers at, at a higher yeah, level, think, which is of course what we aim for. Yeah, I think Aaron. They. Danny Nong bowled first. Aaron was wicket keeping, so obviously didn't bowl, but he took four catches, which is good. And they had two or three buys, and then he didn't have a hit because they passed the score two down. I can't recall who they were playing, but it sounds like it would be tough to to leave him out of that side after four catches and good contribution. So that's great. Um, so Callum, let's talk about Callum, mate. Yes, our good friend Callum Parkinson. So Cal. Cal played with you in the flag in 2015. He did, yep. In the uh, he's 2015? one of 11, yep, 2015, uh, 2015, 2016, I think. Um, one of only 11 premiership players at the club, so he is what we like to refer to as an immortal. Yes, you do. I one, feel an immortal with you, yes. But... Won the Gary McGrory medal that uh, medal that year as well as the best player for the season for the club. So obviously had a fantastic season uh, the year he was out at the club and made a fantastic contribution um, to the club, both on and off the field um, throughout the year he was there. Also, speaking of Dandenong, I actually followed up his season at Mount Waverley with a very successful season at Dandenong as well. So he's been out to Australia multiple times um, and it's fantastic to have him on the show. Do we get talking to him? Absolutely. 
G'day, mate. How are you? Parky, how are you, buddy? What was the cricket season like for you guys with restrictions? Exactly. Sort of thing? Or it was pretty normal? Yeah, it was shorter, obviously. It was only like six weeks, but it was actually, from a playing point of view, it was best ever. Like, imagine just playing, you just got three months off in the summer doing nothing. Uh, but the, the eight weeks was good. We didn't play much red ball, and then we just played a T20 at the end, which is obviously sound. So, so no, it was good. Yeah. Um. So just circling around to, I guess, how we all know each other. Um. What was it like coming out to Australia as a as a young nineteen year old left arm finger spinner? Um. With your good mate Bradley. Um. To to play a season over there. Can you remember kind of what you were feeling like when you came out here? Um, we were actually going to say to Cal, who would have thought five years ago when you wandered up to Charles Street that in five years' time you'd be playing for Leicestershire and in five years' time Hugh and I would be uh, hosting the most successful podcast in subbies. Oh, exactly right, mate. Um, to answer Hugh's question, it seems years ago, I was, I was 18, I think, when... Was I 18? Yeah, when we rocked up. I think we drove into Rowan Duck's house, didn't we, um, just fresh off the plane and quite a few faces were there. I was, I was really nervous, to be fair, because I remember that summer before, me and Brad were trying to figure out kind of what we were doing and a few clubs kind of fell through and like Mount Worthy was a bit of a... I think it was through Steve Chapman in the end um, and a bit of a roundabout way and we are a bit nervous. I remember speaking to Alex Dutch on the phone thinking, is this legit? Like, we're going to end up in Melbourne and like not playing cricket or like, what's it going to be like? But obviously really nervous but I was made to feel at ease straight away and I think whenever I've spoke about that six months as a period that like the group of lads connected to the club and, and the people at the club were, were top draw so I couldn't have asked for anything more really and obviously to have Brad with me was a massive help as well. Yeah definitely it's, um, it was a it was a fantastic season I remember that was the first season I was making my way as a first 11 player and we certainly did have a really close group of close group of guys which I imagine certainly helped both you and Brad and also Samit Singhbra um, <laughs> the great man that we sorry he's, he's still in Australia isn't he yeah he is he's still in Melbourne um, I can never tell whether he's in Northcote or out in Ringwood but um, yeah he's still still in Australia so we catch up every now and then um, and I mentioned before as well that you had a, a season at Dandenong that kind of followed the season at Mount Waverley um, What's it like? Can you give just a very short synopsis, I guess, of the comparisons between playing at a premier level and playing at a sub district level in terms of an overseas player and how you had to approach the game and stuff like that? Yeah, I think obviously the first thing, the I think the biggest difference is probably the, the depth uh, in players. You've got obviously blokes who are playing kind of third grade. Um, at Premier clubs who then go and do really well at subbies. So I think that's the kind of the obvious kind of difference in the standard. Um, I think the toughest thing for me was kind of the intensity of like turning up to training and kind of it, it was tough to really feel accepted because a lot of Premier clubs don't have overseas. So you kind of felt like you didn't need to be there. Like they'd have been fine if you weren't there. Whereas at Mount Waverley, there was kind of an acceptance that we were there to to kind of make Mount Waverley stronger and push that year. Whereas when I did play Premier Cricket, it felt um, kind of like probably not as easy to be accepted by the guys. Um, 
Well, yeah, in terms of, I, I had a good year with Daninong, they're a good group of lads and um, we played some good cricket and it's a, it's a really good experience. I, I probably wouldn't change it, um, change it kind of what I did, but definitely a, a tougher um, kind of experience as, a, as an overseas to go and play Premier Cricket. Just obviously a bit probably harsher judges of you as a player and you're, you're kind of coming and knocking someone else out of the first grade who's been potentially kind of working his way up there, so... So yeah, definitely made me a tougher, tougher cricketer that year at Daniel. And then you spent some time in South Australia last year, wasn't it? Last summer. We had Mark Cosgrove. He's connected to oh, yeah. Leicestershire, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he was uh, club captain at Leicester for probably four years. Um, so yeah, I played at Northern Districts. Um, again, a completely different kind of challenge to what I'd had the first two years. Um, Northern's were quite young side and kind of taking on a bit more of a senior role. Obviously, I was a bit older, I was 23. And um, so, yeah, it was, again, it was a good experience. The weather was was top draw. It was a bit, it was a strange trip. I didn't quite get as much cricket as I would have liked. Um, bit of a strange schedule in, in Adelaide. You play a lot of T20 and kind of the test match week comes and, and you miss a week and stuff. But, but, yeah, obviously, I think it's just, it's vital, isn't it, in the winter for, for you to get away and play. And, and I was glad that I could get to Adelaide. Yeah, definitely. And then I guess comparing that to the high-performance environment that you've been in now for a number of years with Leicestershire, what's the step up like then from Premier Cricket level, both in Victoria and South Australia? And then, and then comparing that, I guess, to to what you're, what it's like at Leicestershire and the demands um, and stuff like that. Obviously, you're full-time at Leicestershire compared to Premier Cricket. It's Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturday, basically. But what's it like stepping up then again? Um, to that professional level in the county cricket system. Yeah, it's obviously like another another step up. Um, I think other factors kind of make the step up in terms of like the pitches uh, at county cricket are, are very very good. Obviously, a lot better than some of the pitches you play on at Premier cricket, and and just the intensity, the probably the standard of field is better. The, the pace of the bowling um, is better, and just just the consistency and the depth. Um, you're probably pluck, plucking out your best two players from each Premier side um, and kind of putting them in, in a county side. So, yeah, it's probably, like I said, the step up from subbies to Premier cricket and then obviously to professional cricket. It's just obviously that consistency and kind of intensity to do it for longer and, and kind of a quicker and, and quicker speeds. And what about Matt Cal, twin brother, that didn't didn't come out and play with Mount, but he's obviously doing reasonably well. I think he's played... He's played how many games has he played England? Just one. He's played, I think he's played four, I think. Two T twenties and two one days. Yeah, right. And how's his career going this year? I think he, did well. he injure himself? He's struggled a little bit with injuries. He's had a couple of stress fractures. Um and he's had a couple of problems with his ankle. Um but now he's going well. He had a good season over here. Um in the blast in the T20 when he got when he got fit to play, um, he obviously missed out on the current tour where they are now in South Africa, which he was disappointed about. Uh, and I know he's got his eyes on on the big bash if he can get a gig, but obviously it's tough tough at the minute. There's a lot of uh, good spinners around, um, but now he's going well. Obviously, he was probably picked for England. He'll probably admit he was very surprised when he got picked, especially he was in the Test squad for a couple of tours, um, having not played loads of first class cricket, but. But now he's going well. He's a he's an exceptional T20 bowler. Like his record speaks for himself. I think he got about 80 wickets in in 45 games or something stupid. So 
he's a yeah he's an aggressive obviously aggressive leg spinner. I think his pace is the is the one thing that gets talked about. Um, he bowls quite quite slow for the modern leggy. If you look at Samper at the minute for Australia, he's bowling him quick, isn't he? And, and around the world, they're obviously a lot quicker than Matt. But so, but no, he's doing well. Hopefully, his kind of niche that he is when he bowls a bit slow will work for him. Yeah, pretty handy. And what's it? Um, I think you remember the cut and draft stubbies back here that have the little questions on the on the top. So you guys are basically a question. I had a had a look at how you were going and saw if I could dig up anything on on Google and saw that you guys are the only brothers to dismiss each other in a first class game. Is that right? Yeah, end of uh, end of twenty nineteen. Um, I think the last game of the season. Is it weird? Is it weird playing cricket against you? Because like I've got a younger brother, we played cricket against each other in the backyard. That was pretty much where it stopped. How strange is it, like fronting up to to some of the county yeah. grounds and games like that, and at the other end, you, your brother? It is strange. Um, playing against him now, the novelty's worn off a little bit because we probably played against each other five or six times. Um, but facing him is not nice because I obviously want him to do well like we're very close and um, kind of sharing this kind of journey together if you'd say um, but facing him is not not great like he's, he's really good as well you don't actually appreciate how good he is because I think I, I remember saying to someone when I was like 15 16 I faced him all the way growing up I used to belt him like I'd run down the wicket smack him I know when he was dropping short I could pick him like back of my hand then obviously going our separate ways and him obviously staying with Lanks, so our kind of roundabout way, Derbyshire, a couple of years in Australia, Leicester. I've not faced him properly until that championship game in 2019. I was like, you know what, mate? Like, you can actually bowl. Like all this hype about you, like fair play. Like I didn't want to admit it, but, but yeah, it was all right. I still think I got a stinker, to be fair. I thought it was sliding down leg and I was going all right. I think I was on 30. And yeah, a bit of a stinker. He didn't. He didn't celebrate. To be fair, which is which is unlike him. But he can take greater pride getting me out because I can actually hold about. I was like just going to say, yeah, I, I would imagine that you'd be claiming that you're probably the bigger wicket than him, having seen videos of both of you batting. Yeah, his batting has kind of stalled. I think he's got a first class average of four. Um, but yeah, I just bowled him straight it? ball and he kind of just it's bumped a- it. It's a better average than Hugh and I, so. Yes, absolutely. At first class level, sub-district level, any level. How is your batting coming on, Hugh? Uh, yep, first ball duck on the weekend, so we won't talk about that. Unlucky or uh, good. All I'll say is good players edge to first slip, Pete, and that's how I got out. <laughs> Test match dismissal. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Left armour, pitched on off stump and just went away from me catching practice to, to first slip. So, yeah, these things happen. Um, now, <clears throat> pardon me, sorry, just circling back to Mount Waverley, I guess, what are the some of your best memories of that that season you did have at Mount Waverley? Obviously, Pete and I have already touched on the fact that we were lucky enough to win the premiership. So there's obviously some fantastic memories for us. But if you can pick out a couple of different memories from that season that um, that still stick with you. Yeah, there's quite a few. I still find myself on when I'm bored at home, trips and through the scorecards on my cricket. Um, we it was just it was an unbelievable season, wasn't it? There was kind of highs and lows. At one stage, I thought before Christmas we were, we were pretty struggling, weren't we? Um, 
and then we kind of went on that run. Um, but yeah, in terms of me, obviously Q, I think I remember Q, it might have been like round four, round five, I got first five wicket haul, which was obviously a proud moment. And, uh, and then another time, Endeavour Hills, I think it was really nice. I think I put on 120 or something with Brad, um, which obviously putting that on with, with my best mate on the other side of the world um, to win the game for us was looking back now is something you can look back on with a lot of pride. And then I don't think you can really get away from, from the two, two finals, Plenty Valley um, to beat them when they were a really strong side. Obviously, I think Sheedy was, was their captain, wasn't he? Yep. Uh, yeah, he was. I uh, had a good ball um, in the in their innings, and then obviously the grand final. Like that is just a fairy tale, isn't it? To to think like I remember being in tears, thinking like I remember. I don't know who it was. I heard an old 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 Mount Waverley supporter just say, "Oh well, at least we got there." Like you know when we were struggling, I think we needed twenty five, didn't we? And we were seven down, effectively eight with you at eleven. Yeah, I was um, padded up, so that was a big concern. I remember him saying, like, oh, like, first time I ever got here, like, we're going to have to wait another 50 years, I think was his kind of the way I read it. And I kind of thinking, God, we got there, like, and we've literally had it and we stuffed it. And, like, I, I, it took until that point to realise that, like, it mattered more to, like, external people at the club. Um, and, yeah, but obviously to get over the line in the way we did, I think Tyler Edge won over the slips. Um, yeah, a bit of a know, cowboy shot to win the game, but to, uh, um, but yeah, what yeah, what a win, unbelievable! And I, I think at the time, again, you kind of caught up in it all, and um, probably didn't realise how kind of proud it made you, and like what a special achievement it was. Um, and me and Brad, obviously, are still really close with Brad, and whenever I see him, we just laugh and just say well, yeah, like. I think it's nice knowing the imprint you add on just a, a club in a club on the other side of the world. So, so yeah, some fun memories. That we that we still want to talk to you five years later, mate. How is oh, exactly. how is Bradley going? He's well. He's Playing good, mate. Yeah. Um, he we're at the same club side now. Um, he was obviously the re, he was like we're still really close, and he was like come and sign for Bradshaw. So I thought I'll spend my Saturdays whenever I'm free. Um, so now he did well. He scored some runs. He'll always score runs one. He's, he's a good player. Um, good player. I still laugh about that job that we had. Do you remember the job we had? <laughs> was that out at some form of factory or something? Yeah, oh, how many how yeah. many jobs did you have? You had a few jobs, bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, kid. we were like very grateful. I want to get that across on the podcast. Um, I think Chappie, Chappie sorted it out for us. But Charter's papers. <laughs> Still, yeah. he was round. He was round the other week, Brad, and we were literally in tears, laughing about like, this job. Like, just stood in the same place for eight hours. What was it again? What did you have to do? Was it packing boxes or making like, boxes or packing boxes with like hospital receipts? <laughs> yeah, I can. I can actually remember yeah. some of the comments about that that job. You and Brad weren't overly thrilled. He's in Altona and we're living in Mount Waverley. <laughs> Six AM, we're leaving at ten to five. Yeah, that's but, not for me. So, what's on the agenda this year, mate? If you're not obviously, you've spent what your last. What's it been? Has it been like three out of your last four or last five winters? Oh, winter, yeah, here in um, Australia. 
Um, hopefully, I think we've got a couple of tours with Leicester. I mean, hopefully, COVID clearing up and stuff. Um, fingers crossed. Um, but in terms of like an actual trip myself, nothing. I guess you can't really, can you? Yeah, um, like that. I've been lucky though. I got got it lucky. I've been to Australia probably four out of the last six years, and then the year that I didn't, I went to India for six weeks. So I've been lucky. So can't can't be too down. Um, but yeah. But yeah, it'd be nice to be. I see the warmer climate over there, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah. get me on a flight. <laughs> yeah, everything just starting to clear up. Um, sorry, I don't want to taunt you. Um, and, and where's the preseason trip? Is it South Africa again this year? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not 100% sure. Nothing's kind of set in stone. Uh, I know we did. We did Desert Springs a couple of years ago, um, which is like in in Spain. So um, hopefully, get somewhere away, but. I guess you'll never know where you're really until until kind of it's announced or but fingers crossed. It's getting cold over here. Yeah, I can imagine. Um all right. Well I don't think we have too much more. Peter, is there much more um yeah, that you wanna here. you wanna cover here? Um I can see Shepherdon's listed here, but I'm not sure any of that would actually yeah, be yeah. appropriate for we're gonna throw out Shepherdon and see a reaction, but maybe maybe you're right. Dude. I think how you love a celebration, don't, don't you, mate? You're hard on your sleeve. You love love cricket, love winning, love getting blokes out. Best scalp or best ball? I saw a video of you. I think it was in the T20 comp uh, this year. It was definitely this year. Yeah. Maybe, month or so ago. It was a ripper. Just tweak straight yeah. top of off. Best wicket, best scalp, best celebration? Best wicket. Um, I can't look past... On debut, getting Cozzy, just because of how close we've become. Um, and obviously, he's a fine, fine player. Um, and obviously, to do that when I was only 19, um, that's one of my favourites. But then, obviously, this year, I bowled Hales a couple of times with a couple of Jaffers. I've got him um, out too. Alex Hales? We've got, we've got that in common. I we was, share him. Yeah, he's, he's probably my biggest scalp as well, which is quite humorous because he's the... Yeah. He's a fine he's, player. I was going to say he's the only decent cricketer I've got out, but I've got plenty of decent amount lovely cricketers out. No, he was um he played a season of subbies at Bullwood? Croydon. Uh, Croydon. He might have played at Bullwood as well, but he played at Croydon um, in the midweek T20 comp. I was, I think I was like sixteen or seventeen, so I only got the game because I was under twenty one. Um, but yeah, he was smashing it everywhere, and I just thought I don't. I didn't have a decent slow ball, but I just tried to roll the fingers across one and dropped it short and hit it 60 metres up in the air and caught him. So, yes, got that in common. I asked you the question, but it's actually my biggest scalp. That's what the, that's what the question's you, you, turned into. Yeah. This podcast is all about me. As I, did, I did see those couple of Hales dismissals. They got a little bit of traction on Twitter and Instagram, I think, Cal, which yeah. I'm sure you wouldn't have been unhappy about. No, Pete, your, yours true. didn't. Win the win the line, but but yeah, no, yeah. they're certainly still my favourites. Mine was pre Instagram here, I think. That's why yours would have done a long time ago. Yeah, thanks, Charles, in the fact that yours would have done the round. Yeah, did you want to say anything Cont- else, Carol? Awesome. Like, did you want us to ask you a question about something? Oh, oh, good mate. You, no. you guys are in chat. It's all you, isn't it, Pete? So, yeah, got me to ask you a question. Yeah, like like we keep saying, yeah. 
I'll let you feel. Thanks very much for coming on, Callum. Mount Waverley Immortal, very much appreciate you taking the time and getting up early during your lockdown to uh, to have a chat. Very much appreciated and all the best from everyone at Mount Waverley for the upcoming season. Thanks, lads. Appreciate it. So player of the year for more, actually more no. rewards and awards the better. No, we're yeah, hundred percent. We'll do. We're just gonna be clear on our scope. Yeah. Um. So off field is. Um. So we'll do one that's mostly specialises in off field. Can be um, on field, off field though. Yeah. Like anything. We should just get as many discretionary points as we want to award. Dan Broadbent in two over in one over managed to bowl one. Double bouncer and one triple bouncer. One vote, broadband. But we can give as many votes as we want. We could say so like it doesn't. It doesn't need to be three, two, one each round. We yeah, we could nine. say like um, Tom Cairns for skippering his team to a come from behind tie. Yep, one vote. Kyle Skipper, two votes in a victory against Box Hill, fifty not out. Yep, yep. Um, Timmy Johnson took four for twenty in the ones. That's probably two votes. Yep. Hunger had a good game in the ones. So Ganesha and Michael Sheedy leading from the front in the senior group by attending an undisclosed fitness uh, warehouse location in Mount Waverley, where we will reveal the name if they decide to come on board as a sponsor. Um, but leading from the front there by absolutely crushing their fitness plan. So well done to those boys. Roach, 40 not out, returns three for five in the threes in the winning side. Yeah, two votes. I've got one. Yeah. Tim, Tim Mackay can have a vote for uh, his daughter Zoe outscoring him in round one and having a good laugh about it that she came off the ground. Yeah, maybe, yep, absolutely. Maybe Zoe, maybe Zoe should get votes instead of Tim. Yeah, no, I think maybe, so. Maybe we'll give Zoe three votes. Yeah, three votes to Zoe. Very well done. Um. What else? Is there anything else on our group chat? Uh, yes, actually, votes to Ganesha once again. He's having a good week this week for heading up to the club early on Saturday morning after the, there was some showers around and putting a single cover on the ground to make sure the ones could get a game. Massive, t- massive effort by G there, so well done. How many votes? Runaway leader? That's I think he's effort. a runaway leader. I've lost count of who we're actually giving the votes to, but I think so. We'll also maybe give some votes to Cons, the owner of the fish and chip shop across the road from the club for staying open um, to allow us to get the burger specials. So well done Sweet. to Con. We appreciate another, you. Another your potential effort. sponsor. Uh, we should have said, said sure. undisclosed uh, well, fish and chip shop across the road from the club. We had Adam McGregor, Harry Oxley and someone else. Please hold. Tom Cairns. Tom Cairns all pop up and help out the Hat Shield team. So some really good stuff again by those guys helping out the club. How many votes? Lost count. Um, Taking up two votes. Yep, two votes. We, if- Who should we get on for our next episode? Let's get a current player. Let's ask the fans and the listeners if they know anyone that can up Callum in terms of status. And let's make sure we get to that 200 listener mark. Exactly right. And, and we want to, we don't just want to reach the 200 lister mark. We want to push through that barrier as well. And we want to, it's like um, when the 100 meter sprinters got past the 10 second barrier and below, they, they didn't just just pass it. They're, they're now absolutely smashing it. That's what we are aiming for. So if anyone has any ideas of who we could get on next, please 
DM us, um, as in the club, or me and Pete uh, individually, and we'll happily take those on board. Have we got anything left, mate, or do you reckon we're done? Is that a I reckon, No, I reckon we're pretty good. Um, I don't think there's any other business or anything, so. All right, signing off. All good. Yep, That's thanks, true. everyone, for listening. Very much appreciate it. Um, thanks again to Callum for coming on. All the best for the next couple of weeks. Um, let's hope we get some wins on the board. That's that was pretty seamless here. We're getting better and better at this. So I reckon we are. We really live. are. Imp- we're improving. We could go live, live audience now that people could come. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I'm eyeing off presentation night. I think as a yes as a marker for for where we can, and that might be the only time we get 200 listeners. Actually, I'm not. 200 people aren't showing up to Mount Waverley presentation night, are they? I'm will tell. Good to chat. See you soon. See you, mate. Have a good one.